and welcome to another episode of Fools Daily. I am joined today by two mad, mad, I tell you, Gilball fans, um, in the form of Mr. Joel Henry and Mr. Liam Hall. Hello, Mike. Hello. Hello. So, chaps, Guildball today, a game that I did the Kickstarter for a while and then pulled out along with everyone in my area. So, it's not been a game that locally has been, you know, it's generating massive amounts of excitement, shall I say, because none of us have got it. Um. But... I know you two have, and I know that, Joel, you've been playing some games. Yes, I've uh, managed to get uh, just about six games in now, uh, with various squigs and a couple of other Sorry. people. Cool. So, so early, you know, a few episodes back, we had um, Matt and Rich on talking about how it feels to have the Kickstarter done and discussing things like organised play and stuff. But I thought it would be interesting to get it from a a player's point of view rather than the creator's point of view. Hence, the two of you. <laughs> well, so, I was just going to say, first question, why did you decide to back it? Oh, that's a good one. I, um, I can go first. My answer is quite simple. Hi, I'm Liam. I have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Mistakes were made. It was shiny. It was models. Um, it was from some people I knew on Twitter. Um, and it was a sports game, and yeah, I was sold. Oh, and you like you you like sports games? I, I don't like you? my because, sports games because you play a lot. You still play a lot of Blood Bowl, and you were big. Into, I don't know if you still are, but you're definitely into Dreadball Dreadball at one point. Yeah, I'd forgotten that you were into sports games. Yeah, so it was probably a, a, a very easy sell for me because I was I'd fallen a little bit out with with, with Blood Bowl, and Dreadball was getting quite stale and. It was something nice. I was enjoying Malifaux, so it was it was kind of a combination of, of, of both of the types of games that I really like. So it was just like, yeah, I'm all over this. What about you, Mr. H? Uh, for me, um, I think that uh, when they got started and um, we, you know, they started getting the publicity through, you know, people like the Marvel Fools, Fools Day and the other things they were doing back then, uh, made me start looking at it. The models and the artwork looked really nice and a very interesting idea as well. Um, I wasn't ever really into the sports games. I played a little bit of Bud Bowl here and there, but you know, it wasn't a, a game system I was massively into. But I knew what of the squigs were, and that that kind of uh, the idea of sports mixed with miniatures would appeal to them. So I'd have people to play with. So, in the yeah point of view of its shiny models, it doesn't take very long to convince <laughs> many of us that to, to part with our hard-earned cash. Um, and yes, I think it was the models that initially sold me. And then I managed to get a demo of it down at Smogcom. Yeah. Uh, back under when they were first sort of sorting out the rules. Just about the time the Kickstarter was sort of, well, just about funding before the Kickstarter had ended. Yeah, so that was February, February 2014. Yep. And just that one taste of the game and how the mechanics would work out would give me, I knew it would give me something different to Maui Fo, but having a lot of the same sort of tactical challenges, and it just seemed great fun. And I thought six models—that's not going to be too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! But yes, it's—it um, was just great. The models sucked me in, and then the idea of the game got me the rest of the way. Cool. So after some unforeseen delays, and you know, <sighs> you know 
they really were unforeseen. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, you guys have stuff. You have product in your your sweaty little hands. Yes. Um, so how is it? It's so pretty. It's gorgeous. <laughs> oh. <laughs> super, these models are superb. Um, I've got the metals um, casting. I didn't go for the resin um, as I you know, couldn't afford the money at the time. But the the there's really well detailed, full of character and dynamism in the poses, lots of detail on the models, um, beautifully casted, almost no cleanup required, loving them, really really nice. Yeah, same. They, it's the, the the difference in in posing that they've managed to get from big chunky models um, down to some what look like quite fiddly ones. None of these have taken me more than a, a couple of minutes to, to clean up and, and glue together. There's been some, some some slight worries as to how I was going to, to pin something to a base for, for a small contact, but that's probably the only criticism I can actually give to these models. Um, and considering the number of models that I actually tend to buy that turn out to be, honestly, quite crap through, through Kickstarter, it, it's a nice, pleasant surprise to see a set of models that are just this lovely. Yeah, I mean, they, they, these things just reek of quality. I mean, they're awesome. Really, really well done. So, um, Liam, which ones did you end up getting? So I ended up going for the engineers and the alchemists, which I think is pretty much what Joe went for as well. Yeah, I actually um, went for... Um, go on. Uh, I, I was originally in um, for a couple of extra teams, but at the time, um, money was... Money was a bit tight, so I had to, to, to cut down. But no, I, I, I have these, and, and just seeing how nice these are, I'm, I'm already eyeing up a, a, a third team. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I went for the um, the alchemists, the fishermen, and the morticians. And then at when I went to pick them up at Outcast uh, Outpost, sorry, games um, at one of the sort of demo weekends I was having uh, just a couple of weekends ago, um, a, a friend of ours, JP, was. Um, we bought the engineers and decided he hadn't wanted them, so I had them off him rather quickly. <laughs> and ended up with the engineers as well. So I also went for the union team as well. So uh, after waiting for the morticians to arrive, I've had a slight delay, but I've had everything else. So I've got four or five teams with me at the moment. Excellent. And you, you agree with Liam that putting them together was an absolute doddle? Yes, absolute doddle. Um, I thought it was going to be much harder it was. I think the... There's, I've had one tricky joint that took a while. I've had uh, one model that I wasn't quite sure where a couple of the pieces went, uh, but I soon sorted that out. And everything else, really nice. And the fit on some of these models, uh, where pieces go together, absolutely superb. No green stuff required. And I thought there were going to be some very tricky joints as well. And they just weren't. <laughs> I was quite impressed, especially for metals. Excellent. Well, that's, that's good. Yeah, um, not often you find a metal that fits, to, well, that fits together as well as a GW plastic. No, 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 that's excellent. I mean, they're, they're grey matter castings, aren't they? Um, yes, that's yeah. Who they, that's who they use, who are... I've only got one model that's going to need a, a tiny bit of green stuff um, in the arm, but I think that's more more to my um, cack-handedness when trying to put it together with super glue and not paying attention. Right. Right, yeah, I mean, grey matter are the, are 
the top people at putting the stuff together. I know that's who hassle-free use and things. Yeah, and I know. I know we've been been saying this on Twitter, and people are still um, still haven't received this. This 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 stuff truly is well worth the wait. Yeah, I don't think they're going to have many disappointed customers. No, not from the point of view of the models, anyway. I mean, even going beyond the models as well, the the rule book itself is 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 lovely as well. Yeah, it's um, uh, the, it's the, an the layout. Book, and... isn't it? Yeah, it, it, as soon as I got it, the first thing it reminded me of was Battlefleet Gothic. I can see why, because it's the same. It was the same size as the old Battlefleet Gothic rule book. Which is that, that that slightly weird shape. I'm not quite sure how it's going to fit into my bookcase just yet. Yeah. Oh, so it's like half an A4. No, it is A4, but it's landscape, not portrait. Ah, oh, it's landscape. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 lovely. There is so much artwork in here. Um, I think the I've only seen one one bit that that that's duplicated, um, and that's just where it changes um, the, the different sections. But um, unlike some of the the, the, the rule books again from Kickstarter where it's just duplicate pictures of photos of, of models this is all artwork yeah it's uh, full colour it's uh, beautifully done the actual book itself is sort of nice smooth quality to the front of it you could just stare at this thing quite happily for hours and indeed I have been and um, sniff it's got that new book smell it does indeed it won't always have that new book smell, though. No, that's, that that's why I'm sniffing it while I can. <laughs> um, I like how they've, do, they've got lots of fluff and story throughout it as well, and it's all written on sort of like bits of parchment on the paper, as it were. Um, so you know when you re- you're not you're not going to even think about getting a rule mixed up with a bit of story or fluff. It's quite obvious when you're doing each one, and it's easy to just read all the fluff out the bits because you can just read all the pieces of paper, as it were. Okay, yeah. so. So it is so basically what we're, what you're saying is it's a very high quality product that they put together. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, this 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 went through an immense amount of of public testing, and the, it's it, you, you can tell um, the the rules themselves are pretty damn solid. It's, mm-hmm. it's in a logical order as well, um, and the bit that I thought you wouldn't end up seeing. Um, which is rare for a rule book these days, which is stupid. It has a contents list. It has an index. Yeah, and it works. <laughs> just... The index yeah. works. <laughs> there's, there's, cool. there's nothing worse than, than getting a rule book and, and finding you're spending half an hour flicking through going, where's that Where's that piece in that I, I need to know for this game? You can just go, oh, look, index. Oh, look, there it is. Found it in 10 seconds. Yeah. So, so I mean, one of the things that I find interesting about it is, of course, that the original the original plan was to not have printed rule books. It was it was the original plan back back in Smogcon twenty fourteen was that it was always going to be an electronic living rule book. Now do you get an electronic version as well? Yes you do. Yes. Okay. And we've had oh, we've had access to that for a little while. Excellent. Yeah as soon as it was finalised and went off to the to the printers we all got access to a to the PDF copy. That's brilliant. Um, and they've put it up on the website for free, um, yep. along with uh, all the cards and uh, pa- paper cutouts as well. They'll they'll still be they're, they're still on there. So yeah, and all the templates you need. I'm sure you could get some nice 
plastic or MDF templates, though. I'm, I'm sure you could. In fact, I, I am. Be speaking to. I'm sure I'll be speaking to someone about that as soon as we finish recording this. Yeah. <laughs> sure, I've seen those bendy boy chaps. Uh, they might they, well they, potentially be those bendy boy chaps. Yes. <laughs> see, see, they, they're they're brilliant. They are. I heard. I heard. They're on I heard the ball really with good. this anyway. For now, for now. I heard they're ah oh, very good. <laughs> so, okay, enough enough fanning around. How does the game play? Liam, you, you don't know because you haven't actually played yet. Right? Um, I've, I've, I've not actually managed to physically... Oh, I need to, to wait until I had the models, but I've, I've, I've sat on most of the live streams and, uh, and watched and, and, and read through the various games. But Joel will be able to give you far more info than I could. Yeah. Okay, then. Uh, so, first of all, um, I've started initially thinking that six players aside wouldn't be enough for a full-on game. I was wrong. It's great. <laughs> um the game is for of lots of movement involved and positioning is, is really key because you've got to sort of get people in the right places to pass the ball, but also you've got to be expect to uh, be counter-attacked after a goal has been scored. If you scored a goal, you've got to expect that counter-attack to go have people in the right places. or you, And the movement is key, which is a good thing I like in my games because you have to think about that positioning, sort of tactical side of that. Um You've then got a very fast-moving game, to be honest. It's, it's I go, you go on activations. Um, so I'll activate a player, you'll activate a player. And activations can be quite quick. Uh, I say a little quicker than Malifaux, even for okay. um, those of us who are getting used to it. Each player, like Malifaux, can do a whole host of things. But unlike Malifaux, they don't have a set number of action points they can each use. You get your, each your character team generates a pool of action points called influence, and then you can assign this influence however you like at the start of your turn. Okay, and you do it. Is that so? You do that at the start of your turn. Yes, you do. Right. The person who gets the initiative does it first, and then the person who hasn't got the initiative can see where they've put it and then allocate their own. So there's a little bit of response to this and how you're going to move it around. So and use this thing to do things like charging and attacking and kicking the ball and shooting for a goal and things like that. Um, but there's also another resource you generate by completing things in the game, so completing a successful pass or scoring a goal or uh, taking someone down in, in a particularly bone-crunching way or making a superb tackle, depending on the character that's doing it, can generate this other resource called Momentum. And Momentum is a resource you can spend during a turn to sort of boost your own guys up or heal them or uh, have them achieve extra effects. Or you can save it till the end of your turn to get a bonus on the next turn's initiative roll. Okay. So you, you might want to have order effects, but you've got to maybe give up the initiative for next turn if you want to. So between influence and momentum positioning, you've got three things you're trying to balance and control. That wasn't for me. Um, so yeah hold on hold on hold on give me just give me 10 seconds of silence because then it will show up on the recording and I'll know where to edit okay right go do the momentum bit again Joel okay so momentum is a resource you generate during the game and you can spend it in a turn um, to do different things. So you could spend it to heal yourself up or to uh, try and do a snapshot on goal or to um, try and um, 
game, make an action more successful by rolling an extra dice. So there's lots of different right. things you bend it on, but you can also save it for initiative rolls on the next turn and add it to your initiative roll. So you've got to play off whether you want to save it or, or use it in the right times. Okay. Okay. When I played the beta rules, um, we were playing butchers versus fishermen. Mm-hmm. And I basically just beat up my opponent and killed all his, killed all his men and then um, scored lots of goals. <laughs> uh, can you still do that? Oh, to an extent, you certainly can. But um, it's maybe, the, the Butchers are a team that excel at damaging the opponents. They're, they're very good at it and they gain momentum from doing it. Um, but they're not particularly good at scoring goals themselves. They don't tend to have very good kickers or have very long ranges for the most part. Um, in the game now, you have to get 12 victory points. You gain four right, okay, some... okay, yeah, when I played before, it was the first to score three goals. Yeah, which can be in a way. Uh, it used to be, in the new beta roles, it was either score three goals or kill all your opponent's models. Take them yeah. all out. Now it's 12 VPs. You get four for scoring a goal and two every time you take out an opposing model. But you can do any combination of those things. All right, okay. So the teams that are good at scoring goals will probably get most of their victory points for scoring goals. The fishermen probably all, you know, will score go and try and score three goals. It's what they're very good at. The butchers will probably try and do all the takeouts. It's what they're good at. And most of the teams are somewhere else along that continuum between the two. Okay. Depending on the team, yeah. So, um, it's the, the way they've done that has opened up, up a lot more, and it gives every chance, that, every team, a really good chance to do something rather than concentrating on one. You know, out oh, today I'm going to try and score goals, or today I'm just going to try and kill people. You can do both. You can bounce it up, and it gives a much more a fluid and free form style of play for the players. You got a chance at everything. Right. Okay. Okay. No, I see, I can I can I can see I can see that and. Um, so can you kill I, did, I read something on Twitter about kill killing players and the fact that they actually come back after you beat them up yeah uh, what, what, uh, reducing them to sort of zero wounds or zero health is um, called a takeout uh, at that point when this one gets taken out you score the VPs from taking them out and they go off to the side where to get healed up by the medics and they can every turn every time when the turn of the new turn starts they're given something called an icy sponge token and uh, they gain one of these things, or they could gain two of these things if you weave them for another turn. Right. And then you can opt to bring them back in. If you bring them back in with only one icy sponge token, they come back in with about a third of their wounds. Okay. If you bring them back in with two, they'll come on with two-thirds of their wounds. Right. And they're back on the pitch. And you can't do three. You can't fully heal someone up. Um, so it reaches you to have a player back on the pitch, which gives you an extra model. It gives you extra influence that they'll generate by being on your team. Um, but it also means that they're easy to get taken out again, which could, you could give up another two VP very easily. Because, you know, the butchers go, oh, look, there's someone wounded. Smack. Oh, look, they're out again. Yeah. So you've got to bounce up whether you want to or not. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, no one's actually dead dead, <laughs> except for <laughs> if you if you read the fluff. <laughs> well, I don't think many characters will be surviving for season two. All right, okay. They've already killed off at least two that I'm thinking of, and possibly three. Ah, so don't buy those figures. Oh, no, you'll still be able to use them. 
Um, oh, okay. But um, you know, you, 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 the, the, all the cards are marked with a season one stamp, and there'll be season two versions. There'll be gives them a chance to bring in new captains and change the team rosters a bit. Okay. Um, so how my other problem with the game when I was playing in the beta was that I was being asked to pick teams for my Kickstarter pledge without knowing how they play. Mm. Um, now, so do do each does each team have a distinct play style, or is it much of a muchness? No, they have a very distinct play style each. Um, they all the ones I've used two of them now, and I've been against two of the completely different ones, and I've seen every team working as an individual team in itself. Um, it's hard to compare them to other game teams or sort of the like, but uh, I guess I could try and compare them to Blood Bowl teams, in a way. Okay. Uh, the Fishermen play like elves. They're highly mobile. They don't take a hit particularly well. They don't dish out pain particularly well, but they are very hard to catch and they're very good at scoring goals. Uh, um, the Butchers are kind of like the Orcs. They're very tough. They're very hard-hitting. Um, they don't care much about the ball. What's that ball thing doing on the pitch? Let's just kill things. Right. Okay. Uh, the rest of them, though, they've all got. You know, those are just sort of, the, I say, the sort of more simplistic, simplistic ones to describe. Everyone else is slightly different. The alchemists, for example, uh, are chucking fire bombs and poison gas clouds all over the shop and creating right. area of effects which make pieces of terrain on the board effectively that are difficult or damaging to, for you to move your team through. Okay. So they can set up cover, they can benefit from this, they can you know, set people on fire quite happily and then punch them while they're down. And they've got quite a mobile style. They can you know, they become, become resistant to other people's effects as well. They've got a lot of tricksy stuff they can do. The engineers, the team I've chosen to sort of start with, um, has some technological inventions they can use. So they've got crossbows and the like, so they can knock people over from range which is kind of an interesting way of looking at things. They're pretty good at tackling. They're fairly good at kicking, but they're not particularly... They don't do a lot of damage to people. Right. And they kind of work all together. If you take out one piece of the machine, they become a lot weaker. So they've got some interesting things in there that make them different. Uh, the morticians debuff very happily. <laughs> they can stop people, the team, just they can shut other people down. They can uh, steal their influence and stop them doing things and actually sort of obey them a little bit as well. Right, okay. So each team has a very different, um, I hesitate to call it gimmick, but a different style of doing things. Okay. And um, all the ones I've played with and all the ones I've seen, they felt very different. Okay. So you've enjoyed it so far? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And... um, Everyone I've played it with, uh, Mr. Halford and uh, Alfred Brutak and uh, a couple of other people, they've all they've all loved it. It's all been straight okay. on, no problems. Let's have some more of this. Okay. So, a difficult question, I guess. Um, is the game going to take off? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with yes. I would agree with that. Well, your basis yeah. for saying yes, William. Uh, so, uh, I suppose it's probably from from my area. One of the things I've always been been conscious on with with Kickstarters is that I go in with loads of enthusiasm. Um, find out not many people do, 
um, and then uh, massive long delay, stuff comes out, um, it's not as good as everyone thought, and it's all fizzled out, and you've wasted loads of money. This, on the other hand, has been one of those rare ones. As I, I don't know if it's part of the the the, the passion that's that, that that Matt and Rich spill out um, because they've kept everything very up to date. Um, but I, I've had people jumping on on Guild Ball, um, talking about it on the forums, um, on various groups, on the, on, on the local stores and, and whatnot. Um, before stuff had come out, asking when's it coming to retail. This game looks really cool. I I, I want to see it. Um, I mean, I, I hadn't even got my stuff, and someone asked me to, to to run them through a game as soon as I got my stuff, um, <laughs> which is which is 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 very rare. Um, I mean, they've they've done things right um, in terms of, of how they've gone about it, and, and and with the delays that we mentioned, they were they were really un, uh, unfortunate circumstances, but they've been transparent with everything along the way, um, and very few companies have have done that, um, and they've got the backgrounders. Um, as well um they've been fairly big in um in the war machine community um yep and that 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 filters over to to the vassal stuff which we'll probably cover off in a minute yeah i mean i've uh, i've in also to sort of add on to what we've just said i've seen this game being successful with mouthful players war machine players uh warhammer players are all coming to this game and finding something to enjoy in it so it sounds like it started a good base. It's fairly easy to get into. The price point isn't too high. Um, and I think it's case of if they can supply the demand for it and they've managed to tie up with you know, people like Outpost and, and Element Games to couple of the biggest sort of online and well-known retailers for, for model stuff around the UK. Um, you know, They've got a good start there. And they've been going into places like Firestorm, the Outpost and Element and doing demo days and the like and building it up. I think they're going a sensible way about it. Uh, they're starting up a tournament scene. They're beginning to um, sort of, you know, get a, an official rules pack together and stuff. I think. Yeah, no, I mean, we. By the time this comes out, listeners will already have heard um, Matt and Rich talking about organised play. Yeah, so it should. Be, I think it's definitely got the legs, and it's from playing it. It's the kind of game that will keep me coming back. And if you can keep me coming back with enthusiasm, then I'm pretty sure that enthusiasm will start rubbing off onto other people and so on and so forth. And if that's happening to me, it's happening elsewhere. And, and it's helped by, by some of the people who have been playtesting as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you, t- if you take two of the the, um, the the playtesters that you've seen probably the, the most of in terms of the um, uh, their, their, their live streams and whatnot, you've got... Um, Jamie P, who's massive in the War Machine circuit, mm-hmm. um, he's he's gone over and, uh, and played in in America. Um, I've lost count of number of times. I would always see him winning tournaments with his Kadar. Um, and then you've got um, Jeff as well, who's very big on the Blood Bowl scene as well. So he's taking the the, the two key elements of this game combines and taking two of the the biggest known players um, and and pulled them into to play test this. So. Right. Okay. And do we know what the future plans are? I mean, obviously, that. I mean, given the fact that everything is stamped to season one. Yes, there is a season two. We've had a confirmation of that. Uh, and and do we know whether it's Kickstarter or? We don't uh, self finance. We don't. We think it will be self financed at this point, but I haven't heard one way or the other yet. Um, we've heard that it will be another new book for season two. That there'll be some new captains coming up, or some characters being promoted to captain. 
there's been some artwork put out for what those models could look like. Right. Uh, for the new fisherman captain Corsair, who's actually mentioned in the book one fourth. In in the um in the first story of the of the rule book, the season one rule book, Corsair is the captain to the fisherman team and uh Ox, the captain of the, the butchers, has been paid basically to make sure he can't to take him out permanently. So he actually right. he actually chops his leg off at the ankle in the middle of the game. Gets him down and takes him out permanently. And uh, in the book two fluffy he's back with a peg leg for season right, two. Right, okay. And a parrot on his shoulder, I'm sure. It'll be, it'll be a good one. And there's also mention of other... I've, I've, I've flicked through some of the, the, the fluff um, and descriptions of the story, and there are mention of at least one other team in there. Yeah, the Messengers is one. Yeah. And we've had confirmation of a new Hunter's Guild as well. Okay. So... So, so new teams, um, new rule book, but same basic rules, I assume. Yes, yeah. I, I don't see them changing the basic rules uh, for, for a while. They, they, the rules say solid. Okay. Cool. Well, hopefully that will give everyone an idea of what it's like from a player's point of view. Uh, I hope to give you a personal look at what it's like from a player's point of view next weekend as well. Uh, I, it doesn't excite me. I do like some of the figures, but I say, give it a try. It's we'll see. It's, it's football, and oh, like football. he's so much more. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But uh, until then, um, I've been Mike. I've been Joel, and I've been Liam. Oh, you sounded very sexy, Liam. I always sound sexy. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> You can contact Fools Daily on Twitter, we're at Fools Underbar Daily, or via email, foolsdaily at outlook.com.